Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Tasmania Talks Entertainment with Peter Ford. It's Tasmania Talks, Mike O'Loughlin with you, and it's always a pleasure to have a chat to Peter Ford, our entertainment expert and guru indeed. Pete, good morning and welcome. Oh, hello, Mike. Good to be back. Hey, listen, let's talk about the Met Gala. Watching that on a bit of telly as you do, whether people saw it or not, mainly, um, what is the gala? Nothing when you consider it's the outfits they wear going to it. Yeah, and they've all paid $35,000 a ticket to go to it. Oh, my God. Yeah, for a lot of those people, it's sort of ashtray money anyway, but it is expensive. It's a fundraiser night in New York, and every year it gets bigger and bigger and more ridiculously dressed people. (laughs) But the sort of big breakout story has become Kim Kardashian because she turned up and she was wearing one of Marilyn Monroe's most famous dresses. If you think about the famous clip when she sang Happy Birthday to the President. Yeah, all very breathy and sexy and everything. And it's become one of those moments. Well, that actual dress, not a recreation, that dress she was wearing last night to the Met Gala, um, which raises a whole bunch of different questions. I mean, for a start, you know, that that's really... They reckon it's worth about $8 million. Oh, for. Yeah, so she'd be terrified of spilling any soy sauce or tomato <laughs> sauce down the front of it, and oh, yes. I would be anyway. But uh, she shouldn't... Any museum would never allow uh, a frock to be taken out and worn like that. But it's not actually owned by a museum. It's owned by a sort of pretend museum, and that's the Ripley's oh, right. Believe It or Not. So they obviously saw some publicity value in having Kim wear it. Yeah. But apparently what she did, she wore it on the actual red carpet, but then she went into the toilet and changed into a replica of that dress. So she wasn't wearing it the rest of the night, but it kind of looked like she was. So I guess they then took it back to the museum and put it back in. But the other thing that she's under fire for is she quite happily revealed that she lost 16 pounds in three weeks so that she'd be able to fit into it. And that's a lot of people are saying that's sending out a really irresponsible message. Yeah. I thought totally agree. But watching it, if people want to Google, look at the Met Gala because some of the look, one lady, I mean, without mentioning names, basically naked with gold paint. Oh yeah, and, and I mean there was some just some. Bizarre. Well, I can't use any other word, but bizarre costumes. Well, they have a theme every year, and this year's theme was something about American anthology or something, but no one really cares. They just wear <laughs> whatever they think's going to get them attention, you know. And, uh, and now, Pete, tell me about the, the gold logie winner changing uh, religion. Yeah, so this is a special that's going to air on Sunday night called The Fame Game, and they talked to a bunch of old stars about what it was like to be famous and adjusting to not being famous, and etc., yeah. etc. Et it's I've only seen bits of it. It's, it's really entertaining and some very interesting and sometimes sad revelations. But one of the people on it is Rowena Wallace, and she, of course, very famous through the years for a whole bunch of TV roles. Probably the most famous is Pat the Rat in Sons and Daughters. Oh, yes way back when. But um, she's now living in a regional uh, town in Victoria called Wonthaggy. And in this show, she announces that she's in the process of becoming a Muslim, which is a pretty dramatic turnaround yeah. because, for a start, there is no mosque in Wonthaggy. And I don't think the nearest one would be, you know, 50 miles away. But, uh, you know, if, if that's 
taking her into a path where she feels safe and secure and happy. Good luck to her. She, yeah. she has suffered from depression for a lot of her life. And, you know, that, that's something that's been a big talking point. You know, people are surprised. We're talking about Naomi Judd, you know, having died this week. And people sometimes can't get their head around the fact that people can be famous. They can be successful. They can have a lot of money and still be depressed. So if it's bringing Roe in a happiness, that's great. And, and like about Naomi Judd, very sad. Very, oh, it's just very a heartbreakingly sad, sad story, and, isn't it? Ever? You know, as I mentioned there, you know, rich and and loved and all that stuff. In fact, yeah. she the day before she died, she was to be with her daughter Winona. They, of course, were the Judds, or they were about to go back on the road again as the Judds. A lot of people thought it was a sister act, but yeah. it was a mother daughter act. And uh, you know, this was she she lost her life, took her own life. Let's be blunt about it. Took her own life on um, the day before. She she was being inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. So it's just very sad. She's spoken openly, quite openly in the past about her struggles with mental health. And she even wrote a book about it called River of Time, which is a very powerful book. Uh, and she had access to the best treatments, the best facilities, yeah. anything she wanted. But they still just couldn't get on top of this terrible depression, which seemed to almost possess her. And it's, you're so right. It's not just all about having all of this money. Good heavens. Hey, tell me, we talk a lot about the houses getting uh, destroyed, you know, Kath and Kim's house, Castle's gone. But now uh, with these shows, Neighbours, we know that that's well coming to a conclusion. But Kylie and Jason coming back to Neighbours? Yeah, so that's a great coup the producers were able to pull off. Now, this will go to air on the final episode of Neighbours on the 1st of August. And it was filmed last week because of their schedules, even though Kylie still lives in Melbourne. She's only about 20 minutes drive from the Neighbours set. But she's busy, obviously, and she's away a lot. But actually, the harder person to pin down was Jason. People may not realise that Jason never stops working working always busy he's touring at the moment in the stage musical joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat which was a big hit for him many men 31 32 years ago in that London. Long ago, yeah in which he played the young boy you know joseph now yeah. he's playing the older role of the pharaoh but how retro must his life feel that he's back in Neighbours and he's back doing Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. But, so they filmed this scene. I, I suspect it really is probably only going to be a scene because they didn't interact with any other cast mm. members. They filmed on location on what is the pretend Ramsey Street. They didn't actually go onto the set, as I understand it. So it's still a great coup. And good on them for both realising and recognising that that show was a great springboard for both of their careers. Yeah, it is nice, isn't it? I, I appreciate them recognising that. That's that's so good. Look, tell me that what isn't so good. The Queen, uh, Windsor Castle, we knew years ago that uh, gentleman that sat on the end of a bed, but it's happened again. This time a bloke dressed as a priest actually got past the soldiers guarding the Queen. Oh, it's unthinkable, isn't it? Totally. It's, you think, how is day? that possible? Yeah, you think, haven't they learnt nothing? It, you know, and just imagine if something terrible had happened and, oh, it, it's, there'd have to be a full investigation into how that happened because the Queen now is at Windsor Castle. I mean, Windsor Castle is a fairly public 
I mean, obviously not the castle itself, but the area around it is very public. You know, there's St. George's Chapel, which is open to the public. Um, there's a theatre there. There's a pub there. And so there are people coming and going all the time. But there's got to be a point where you don't get past, even if you're dressed as a priest or a nun or anything, you yeah. do not get past, you know, unless there is specific clearance for you to do so. I've got to just finish up with uh, watching you on the telly last night by accident. There's a funny show called Cheap Seats. It just takes a takes the mickey out of most things that are on telly. And there was a one spot where Peter Ford is about to cross and have a chat, and you can't hear what's going on. I think you lost all sound. And uh, they showed that it wasn't. There's nothing wrong with it. But I tell you what, I thought, how often have people been in that situation where you cross yeah. and you've got I don't know what you do. I can't hear a thing. Yeah. Well, look, I, I hate mistakes. I hate things going wrong. Uh, I mean, I don't mind being sent up on the show. That That's part of what we all do. But uh, I, I really get very angry. They're lucky they didn't show me off air what I had to say because I was not happy. Oh, fair call. PG, it's a pleasure to talk with you again, buddy, and uh, look forward to our chat next week. Thanks, Mike. See you then. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.